If you love the podcast and you want other valuable tools, resources, and coaching that will ignite the fire in you to go to the next level, then look, make sure you jump on the other various platforms we have, absolutely our YouTube channel, uh, Alex Ranieri, and in there you'll find the opportunity to have different coaching and resources and tools and tips, including our podcast episodes in video form, which a lot of people get value from too. But make sure you have a look at everything that we have to offer. High Performance Father is something that is a phenomenal movement that I'm very proud of. Uh, it's something that I love in this message that continually grows and it grows in more fashions and ways than just the podcast but i appreciate you tuning into this podcast with a couple hundred thousand downloads now it's just incredible so thank you very much enjoy this episode but make sure you do go and use the other tools and the other valuable resources that we have fantastic i believe we are live i believe we are live just give another 30 seconds or so we've got an amazing podcast peeling back the curtain unveiling unveiling the curtain on my secret weapon, which I'm going to uh, <laughs> temporarily share with all of you just for today. <laughs> the man, probably the man, the the number one man who's probably been the most uh, pivotal factor in my life, going from turbulence, turmoil, chaos, ultimately everything falling apart uh, to where we are now and building um, what I believe to become an incredible empire together. I'm going to introduce you guys into uh, meeting, meet and greet. We're going to talk thing, all things family, business, um, what's wrong with society today, what's broken with society, families, fathers today, and what we need to do, our responsibilities, our duties, and how we can rise to the call of really leading and innovating the change that the world needs, um, one father at a time, one family at a time. And this is something that was um, you know, sparked Five years ago now, as an idea, I've known uh, my business partner now, Lynn Trin, for seven years, uh, met way back in 2016, and it's been such an incredible ride to the point where I've done over 200 podcast episodes now, and this is the first one I've actually been nervous for. <laughs> this is the <laughs> one. This, this is, is the one. My this man. Um, you know, Lynn's, Lynn's the god the godfather to my children and you know we we have an incredible relationship and i want to introduce you men to this incredible man behind the scenes in what we've built what we're doing and really like i said the man who's probably the one of the, the number one reason why i'm in the position i am today and that doesn't that's no discredit to my wife my children uh, obviously it's not only one person that can shape and influence your life but her lens runs several businesses created huge impact already uh, which would have easily surpassed um, impacting the lives of hundreds of thousands of people easily through his coaching, his businesses, his services over the years, developing, growing, building leaders. I remember when I came into uh, Lynn's network and and started my mentoring journey with with him and I had a decision to make and it was, do I pay the 40 grand that I need to to keep my gym open and alive and pay the rent and keep the landlords happy or do I invest in, in this um, – incredibly powerful Asian man who can bench press 180 kilos for reps who's on this screen right now <laughs> saying I can help you change your life and create impact and you know what a, journey. what a journey man so say so the rest is history so appreciate you bro and I'm, I'm I'm fucking pumped to to really take what you helped me so much with one-to-one in a selfish way behind the scenes where I get so much of your value to now you know really promoting to these men hopefully the first of many podcasts where um together we uh engineering and steering the ship on how men can create change and impact in their lives but yeah hopefully that intro was all right i'm 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 honored i'm honored to be here man um i think one of the reasons why uh, i mean over the last two years you know you and i have been working behind the scenes um you know after i had kids 
had Ocean. I've got Atlas now. I've got two kids. Got a beautiful wife. Um, so for me, it was you know previously the first the, the five years before before that from 2016 to 2020 was kind of me being on the front of the stage, me helping. You know, we got into it because I had a fitness coaching program. You 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 came into it. It was kind of a mentoring uh, program on how to how to kind of go online, get more clients, serve more people, and then. Over the last two years, it's where I've just been behind the scenes. So you've been the front man of the show. Nobody's known who I who I am. I've disappeared. I've, I've disappeared off off planet Earth. Um, but I think it was a really really good time just for me in my life to focus on being a father. You know, there's so much stress coming with um, being the 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 front person of the business. There's so much chaos in running a business itself that um, I just wanted to take a step back. So man, it's I'm honored to be here because. I've watched you. I've watched you develop. Um, I've seen what we've built together. I've seen what you've built on your own, which was very impressive. I've seen what we've built together, which is twice as impressive. Um, but I think it's important that we come on because it's 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 so critical that we're both fathers. We both run businesses. We both understand the the balance, the the fine balance between the two. I, I don't think I really understood this. Like when I was mentoring you, I wasn't a dad. You know, I, I wasn't even married, right? When I was mentoring, so I, I literally, me and Kerry were just dating, we we're just going out, and so that dynamic has completely shifted for me because I was so intense in trying to be as successful as I could be, right? I just had this chip on my shoulder. I think, I think most men who end up pursuing success, they have a chip on their shoulder that they want to do more, they want to prove people wrong. For me, it was just trying to trying to prove my dad wrong that you know, being the last kid of six children, all of my siblings were smarter than I was, right? They got massive 99 enter scores. They went into dentistry, optometry, dentistry, physiotherapy. My brother was an actuary. So the, the, my, my siblings are super smart. And then here's me not being able to, you know, I, be, I I think I got 97 or something on my enter score. And that was kind of the the black sheep of the family, the loser. And, and that that to me led me down this massive road of going, I need to become successful financially. And that was the chip on my shoulder. Um, but one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with you and actually like get out was um, I think it's so critical for, for a father, a husband, a man, a, a leader to be able to juggle both of these things because we the road to success is easy, right? Generally, it is it is quite easy because it's it's just about being obsessed with what you do and 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 growing your business. I think juggling it with family, it's such a different dynamic. That it's like, as a family person, I'm useless as a as a business leader. It's it's the opposite identity. Um, you know, you and I talk about the the panda and the warrior. I mean, when when you're with your family, you have to be patient. You have to be slow. You have to bring out all these attributes. You have to listen. As the business leader, you can charge forward. You have to be fast. It's quite a different dynamic. You're fighting a war in business because business is a battle. It's a battle between you and your competition. It's a battle to get out there into the marketplace to market your message. But inside of your family, if you bring that level of energy, if, if you don't know how to switch that off, you will create chaos, and and which will lead to a divide. Um, and ultimately, like you, you do become successful, but you become lonely and unfulfilled. And I think that as every man, I, I think every man truly wants to have a family and, and they want to build and cultivate a good family because that's it, it just makes success way more enjoyable. And I think every father is trying to do the best 
for their kids, but they just don't know how because juggling these two, you know, being a good father, a good husband is really difficult. But then having to produce is really difficult too. Like they're both fucking really hard things to do. And then doing both at the same time is 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 quite impossible. So, you know, I I I I really respect what we've created or what you started to create inside of high performance father. Um and so I, I'm here just to kind of, you know, give my glimpse and my worldview of it. So where it's do we begin now? Yeah. 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 I was gonna say, man, it's um it's fascinating. When you talk about worldview, like I I saw that pivotal moment when uh, it wasn't that you weren't all in on me. I was one of many of your students. But when you became a father for the first time, you know, because Lynn, for all of you know, he's worked with people in so many different industries. You have the skill set to literally, you know, in- implant yourself into their mindset to create a message of what does the client want? What's the product we need to create? How can we help them? Whether it's in dentistry, working with mums, fathers, grandparents, children, teenage athletes, all, all different types. So whilst you had that skill set, I remember when you became a father for the first time and um, with Ocean, and then it was like the, the reality, not that you had an easy path, but like I said, business can be quite easy where we can be that warrior, that Viking that we talk about and just go out and hunt and do it. And, and a lot of men don't know how to switch off and have the skills to develop the panda inside to let the Viking show through results that he's respected of the household, but then be the panda for what the children needs. And that's something that is coupled with not getting sleep, variables you can't control with the children being sick, organizing different schedules and routines, which all the stuff you went through with Ocean and obviously with Atlas now, where for the first time when you became a dad, it was quite fascinating to see how you shifted gears and you're like, oh, Al, I can't. And it's it's funny, we, we have this joke and we laugh about it because you're like, you with with the three children I've had and building what I've had to build with those children at the same time, we we laugh and you're like you you shouldn't be here and um you know and it's something that we we laugh about every day because it is so hard and it's and juggling that man is um you know when when Lynn says that it's in terms of what we've created and built because it is hard and it's hard to juggle and it's not balanced in the traditional sense that that people define and just like success like what is success and I see that Lynn and we talk about family self and service and I see it as the inevitable contraction and and death. That's coming with with life, so that ultimately we still can expand through tangible yeah. results. We're still growing. So, can you do all three? That's the trifecta, man. Almost impossible, and and that's hard. Winning in business, keeping your relationship not only alive but thriving through the stages of life and marriage, being the father you should be for your children, and it's not about quantity; it's quality as well. And and leading them, that's really hard, man. We see a lot of people. We joke about. Um, Bezos and and Elon Musk and those guys, obviously phenomenally successful in one area, but broken broken homes and marriages, and it's really tough, man. I think that's um, like I guess that's what I'd love to lead into now. What what do you see as the the formula for for juggling? And now you're being a father, successful businessman, husband. Like, what are the key things that come to you right away when it comes to actually having those three things squared away and, and creating what I believe to be what true success is? Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's a great question. I think I want to preface this by I generally want to live my life. I know that if I was to make all the money in the world, um, but I didn't have my wife by my side, I didn't have Kerry by my side, I didn't have children, like I, I don't know if I would be fulfilled. Um, there was one thing that Kerry said to me, and she said, as soon as I had Ocean, um, I just became more fun. Like, and, uh, and, and for the very first time, like, you know, uh, prior to that, when we were dating for four or five years, 
I was just this intense guy. Like I would go all in. I, my number plates literally say A double L I N H, all in, right? My name's Len. So I would have this level of intensity and this 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 persona of just like work, 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 work. Everything's about work, and I take work very seriously because the, the way I, th- I view work is, you know, it, it's it's a it's a battle to get through shit, to to work, to you know, when you think about work, what do you think about? You think about completing, doing shit, getting things done, moving moving things forward. Karen and I didn't have a really good relationship, and funnily enough, our relationship only got better after we had kids because now she started to see another side to me, which was fun, playful, my inner child coming out, my little boy, the guy that, you know, he he smiles with a big, genuine smile, right? He's not coming up stressed. Like, you know, if, if I have to go back to the first five years that we were dating, I looked, I looked really old. I looked really stressed. But having kids, I feel actually, I look younger. I feel more like, I feel more rejuvenated. I, I feel more youthful and not physically, but just how I feel every day. Um, and having Atlas, the second, just brought out this next level of joy. And it's something that I, I really couldn't explain because I didn't think kids would do this to me in this way. But I, I was on a search for success because I wanted fulfillment. I wanted acknowledgement. And no matter how much success I got, it's kind of good, like making more money, going, you know, getting our, our very first business class trips, those are little milestones. And those are all little fun, you know, buying our Porsches and buying our watches. And, and all of that is a really good milestone. It was enjoyable, but nothing compares to, you know, waking up in the morning and holding your little boy and he's just giggling. Like the moment you can make your kid giggle is is ridiculous on another level. I, I think there's a fundamental um, shift that me and Kerry had, and we were very lucky because we actually grew closer um, from having kids. I was able to soften up and she was able to take on the roles and responsibility as a mother, which I really respected because prior to that, me and Kerry were very two different people. So I, I wanted I wanted success. I wanted to make money. I wanted to build my companies and she wanted to travel. And so those two beliefs and those two values didn't align. And so like we, I don't even know how we stuck together, but we stuck together. Maybe the sex was really great. Maybe, you know, we were really good and and maybe we saw something in each other that was clouded by you know all of this stuff but we weren't meant to get married and have kids but the moment we got married and have kids we actually became aligned because we both valued family like i valued family so much and everything i do i i kind of you know i i do i try to be the best father and best um the best father and best role model for atlas and ocean and that kind of becomes a cool thing and she can see that she respects my work because she knows that I'm trying to provide a better life for all of us. But whereas before, she couldn't respect my work because she just saw it as a prison. Like if I, if, you know, I had this big office in Melbourne, um, 20 employees in it, and the more I built into it, the more she felt trapped because her, her, her values were freedom. And so as she became a mum and as we had kids, I respected her because I saw all the hard work that she was putting into raising our kids. I saw what a mum had to go through by giving birth, staying up all night, breastfeeding. Like these are things that I go, wow, I could never do that. I have such a new, refound, uh, newfound respect for you that I never had. And I think that's what brought us closer. And I think that's that's really been the core of our relationship now to go, hey, we 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 do have an aligned vision. Um. And it, and it's really really fantastic. And I think you know, seeing a lot of the men inside of the community 
seeing that they don't have an aligned vision with their partner, I think that's the biggest reasons why there's so many divorces, why so many marriages split up, why there's not this. And it just starts with respect for each other. It's like it's we're, we're both aligned. Me and Kara are both aligned in the sense she respects me producing and making money so that our family can live a better life. We can travel. We can go on holidays. We get to go to, we get to have a nanny, like simple pleasures. We get to eat organic meat. We get to feed our families. We get to go into the groceries and buy the good stuff. These are simple pleasures that we wouldn't have had if I didn't work my butt off. So she respects the work. At the same time, I also respect her as a mom to go, holy man, holy shit. If, if, if I didn't work, she'd have to work. But at the moment, she gets to be a full-time mom. She gets to stay at home. She gets to nurture the kids and have that patience. There's no responsibility. Just be the best mom and build that rock and that foundation for the family. I think that's so important. Um, and it's so important for us because we have less fights. We're, we're just truly aligned. We fight a lot less than we did when we were dating. Funnily enough, when you have kids, it's quite the opposite. And so I really think that I got lucky in that sense that we we came together and and we didn't have our values aligned and then we we found something to align us together mm. it's um you know it's something that I, I look back in my relationship with Krim being with her for so long I probably had the leverage to um because of the time we had together in history to work through a lot of the things that guys see with the, the marriage courses and relationship courses and the ways that we help fathers with their marriages and, and inside of relationships with their children all that I had more time and more wiggle room to make mistakes, which I, I would say would be a valuable thing. And we were young, so I naturally had more energy. There's lots of different factors that have led to um, perhaps yourself, like you said, feeling lucky and me feeling like I was lucky with the time I had where she didn't walk out when she probably could have and should have. But why is the opposite so true though, man? And that's where I'd love to get your thoughts. Like what you shared is generally the opposite for so many men where yeah. the marriage creates more stress. Is it because they... They don't have the time to stop and look up and breathe. They're not giving themselves the time. Alignment, like you said, like so many guys would have listened to what you said then and been like, well, that's great, man, but I've got three kids down. I'm fucked. And it's like, well, there are probably a few key things, but I'm, I'm keen on your thoughts, man. What are the core reasons why the opposite is unfortunately true for a lot? Yeah, I, I, I want to share this from my experience and from what I've seen inside of HBF with the thousands of men that you've helped. Um I actually think like generally when people get into relationships, like there's a couple of things, I think quite a lot about this and talk to Kerry a lot about this. Generally, when people get into relationships, they become boyfriend and girlfriend. They, they, they go out to parties. They go out to nightclubs. They have really good lives. They go out to trips. They go to Mykonos. They go to Bali and they have these really good trips and they have friends and family. And then when they have kids, um, they, they literally have kids and the kids feel like a restriction because they have this former life that they used to uh, live that they are no longer able to live. Like your parents that have kids generally think back to their past life. Oh, when I was single, I miss going out with you. I miss dancing in the clubs with you. I miss. And so what, what happens is they feel the sense of regret of thinking, how do I get back to that past life? Not how do I live my best life with what I have with my children? I think I'm very lucky in that sense because me and Carrie didn't party. Like she, when, whenever we flew around, she'd come around to events that I was running all around the US, all around Europe. Um, she'd run, fly around to my masterminds with us. And we never actually, we, we, up until this day, we've never partied at a club together, got drunk together. Okay. Because we missed that. Whilst like that was when I was building myself up and she was kind of like, um, tagging along. So I, th I think I'm very lucky because had I had that experience with her, the drinks, the parties, the nightclubs, I'd be like, honey, how do we get back to that? Cause that used to be so fun. And so what I, I think that's one of the reasons why I've been able to make this transition 
seamless. And I think a lot of people struggle to because when they're dating, they go out and, and the life they have now, they, they want to escape from and go back to the life that they had, but they can't do that because the kids are now there. I think the second part is coming down to um, misaligned values. Like right now, when we think about it, me and Kerry talk a lot about our roles in the family. Like, what do we want for our kids? What do we want for our future? Um, what role do I play? What role does she play? What, what, I think about it in terms of a company. And if we as a company, as an organization is, uh, we're going to do extremely well. What, are, where are we trying to go together as a family? You know, what life do we want to live? What values do we want to have? And what roles does Kerry have to play? And what roles do I need to play? What role do I need to play to, to produce and provide? so that we have the opportunity to do all of these things. And what role does Kerry have to play to create the foundation and the rock of the family so that the kids get the nurturing? Because there's something about female nurturing that I can't do, right? I can be with the kids. I can have fun with them. But when it, when it comes down to the nurturing side, the empathetic, the more patient, like Kerry, hands down, is way better than me at being patient with children than, than I'll ever be. I'm pretty good. As a man, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really good. But nowhere near what the level of a mother should be and could be. Um, and so we're just really aligned on what we want as a family. And when we understand what we want, we then say, hey, Lynn, like you have a role, you have a responsibility as a father, as a man. And so in that sense, I start to get permission from Kerry to work, right? So I, I think there's a thing where a lot of men aren't given permission to work harder. Then They feel like oh, they're not allowed to work because they should be home. Or at least I felt that way anyway. Like you, your wife doesn't give you permission to work. She doesn't actually, she's not there supporting you to work. And the reasons why she's not supporting you is because you haven't figured out together with your wife how to create this partnership to go, hey, how is how how am I working? Uh, how is that a win for you and the family? Right? And how are you being respected as a mother? Because as a mother, you literally give up your older your your whole self, your self-identity, you give up your self-worth to be there. To, to be there for the children. And I think when I look at what Kerry's been through, what she's doing, I don't think I could do that. I really don't think I could give up my whole entire self-worth, my whole entire, uh, my whole entire career to be able to be there with the kids. But I think there's something so special about women that they, they, they want to do that. They're fulfilled in doing that. Okay. And, and they're okay. And I, I just don't think, and I think the reasons why society is so fucked now is because women aren't respected or mothers aren't respected enough. There's not enough praise for being a stay-at-home mom to go, hey, that's the most important job in the world. And I think husbands don't respect the mothers for doing that. And why would you want to do that if you're not respected and it's the hardest fucking gig in the world and it doesn't pay? Hmm. Which is why families, to me, in my perspective, become broken because now you have teachers, kindergarten teachers, childcare takers, nannies, raising the kids instead of the mothers. Yeah, I've seen people... um where their kids are in daycare at 12 weeks old. Like it's, and whether it's through conditional society, uh, people pushing on mothers getting status by wearing a suit and trying to look fucking sexy for their boss. Like there, yeah. there are a lot of factors at play that just fucking attack women. And then the same token for us as men, husbands, and fathers, like you said, what are we doing? And this is important, men. Like you guys know, we are on, when I say we're on your side, we're on the side of let's let, we start with the end in mind always. We want you to fucking win in your life. When dads win, everyone win. Great. What does that fucking mean though? And when I look at this, I see so many times that we unfortunately make the assumption that because you're putting money in the bank account, that's what she wants instead of 
starting with end in mind and finding out like Lynn did because of the money he makes provides opportunity for travel for Kerry, what is their desired outcome, just like a love language? And then reverse engineering the desired outcome, which almost always in terms of freedom and choices and experiences anyway at a higher level involves money to go, fantastic, all right, my wife Corinne loves Hawaii. What would need to be true for us to go to Hawaii with the family? It's our 10-year wedding anniversary. We've been together 20 years, but married for um, 10. Uh, what would need to be true for us to go to Hawaii business class next year and pay for both of our parents to come along with us and renew our vows? Fantastic. That's the picture I'm painting inside of her head with the desired outcome. She loves Hawaii. It's a favorite place by Hawaii. Well, let's reverse the numbers. We're looking at six figures to make that happen. Beautiful. Now she gives me permission, like what you said, Lynn, to go out and fucking hunt and provide value in service and business. And that is at the core what you said, um, alignment. And the problem with a lot of people, I think, man, with especially ones of partying, drugs, and all these other forms of Pinocchio on the island becoming the donkey escapes is the game changes for people in their life. And they're not willing to adapt, which means they keep choosing fun or the memory of fun yeah. over fulfillment, yeah. fun over fulfillment. And yeah. like you said, man, when Ocean was born, it rejuvenates life. Even if you're tired because you can't fucking sleep. I saw my children, yeah. man. I'm going to tell you right now, like, and there's a few handful of very successful men who aren't fathers, socially known in the world, good for them. But you don't get it until you become a father. And when you do, I don't think I could have created HPF the way it was or high performance man if I wasn't a father because they rejuvenate you if you're aligned and you have the right perspective and things like what you spoke here, um, having the right roles and complementing each other like a company is important. It's not that we have robotic relationships with our wives, but my wife will complement my weaknesses with her strengths yeah, and vice versa. And, um, and, I, yeah. and also, also too, like, I just want to make it clear that none of this is, um, there, there is no perfect. There is literally do the best that you can every day. Like, and, and so, I, I I just want to reiterate that every day is difficult. And I know, I know this. I know that if I look after my wife, like I'm I'm there to look after her needs. I'm there to put her first. And she's there to put the kids first. Then at least we have a really good dynamic, family dynamic. And I think that generally works for us. When I'm looking out for her needs, um, I, I kind of look at the big picture. I, I, if I if I can draw this in like circles, I'm responsible. Uh, for the very big circle and then she's responsible for the very small circles now i'm responsible for her and my job is to make sure that she's okay emotionally physically whether or not you know she's she's okay she's she's got somebody there to talk about her day and how hard it was there she she needs to know that she's taken care of and i think that's the big thing that a, a lot of men miss out on is that they 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 don't see their wife as somebody to take, they, they don't feel the need to take care of their wife. Whereas I look at Carrie as, no, no, she's mine. I need to take care of her. And I know that when she's taken care of, she has the capacity to take care of the kids. And I know that when the kids are taken care of, then we're all going to be taken care of because now we can actually have fun. And, and jumping in and having fun with the kids, that's just play for me, right? That's that's play. That's fun. Um, So I, did, I, I think generally that's how I look at this. Now, I know there's plenty of men that's going to be like, my wife's a bitch, uh, you know, why don't you tell my wife? And I think it starts, it's that somebody has to be, you know, the starter. It's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Which one Which one was was born first? Was the chicken born or the egg? And, it's, and, and the way I look at this is, you know, if you can begin to take full responsibility for what you can control and you go, okay, cool. If, if, I, if I make my wife feel like I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for her best interest. I'm actually looking after her and, and she's got the kids sorted. Then as a family, we can actually grow and, 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 and bond at a further rate, right? At a deeper level. Yeah. hundred percent, man. 
And a lot of you guys out there, you need to acknowledge that. It's not the fucking same. Like what you value as what you value in actions and outcomes might not be what she values. It's what we're talking yes. about. We're getting alignment, you know, and love languages. Like, and the very simple example I always give is if you if your wife wants to be heard or appreciated, it's not about always doing long slogs and the hard work. Write a fucking post-it note. You'll get a 10X return because she'll have to see it, pick it up, read it, feel it, think it, correlate your your thoughts and your words into that, feel it. She can look at it later. And man, you've already moved. You're already hunting. You're at work, busy. So it's not about this big slog where it's like, oh, I tried, Alan, you know, I didn't meet her needs or I didn't. It's like, yeah, but you don't, you don't even fucking know. You haven't asked yet. Give me examples. Yeah. You haven't, as silly as it sounds, pinned down the facts that would need to be true for the feelings to follow through. And that's a big thing, man. Like what, what you're sharing because- you're right. A lot of men will say that. And also um, a lot of men will, will think that, um, you know, it's it's not my responsibility. It's like, well, we're, we're not saying that, you know, your wife is a, a f- fucking child you need to raise. What we're saying yeah. is there are two clear, distinct levels of power in the masculine and feminine. And that, that's probably another another talk for another day, the fucking bullshit with this en- entire alphabet agenda, um, which is fucking disgusting in my eyes, where it's like really identifying that the women inherently have a set of skills and strengths that we may have a portion of in in this masculine and feminine ratio, but that yeah. is far in their favor where they dominate. And I think of it this way, man, this is a good example. Same with my team, same with you, which we work very well together in our sections because we are quite similar in, in two areas, high dominant, high influence. When you look at that in personality tests and everything, my entire team of the day-to-day production, they're all the opposite. Same with my wife. I look at them like I'm the tunnel borer and I go fucking all in balls deep hunting and drilling for the diamonds. My wife, like you said, big circle, small circle. This is another analogy for guys to think of. She's coming in behind and after me, putting up all the framework so the tunnel doesn't collapse and we can pull the fucking diamonds out. Now, without me, she gets no diamonds. Without her, we don't get out alive. So because of her stability in what she's done for the children, Lynn, it's given me the opportunity. And you know my history, man, and fucking how much I was in the pit and how much I was in and out of the pit for fucking years, man. The only reason I could do that was the stability and framework provided by yourself from a business mm-hmm. perspective and professional level and for my wife from a home nurturing and loving perspective and level. The end. Yeah. If she had a business and I had a business at the same time, we wouldn't even be doing this podcast, man. Yeah. Yeah. Alignment's so important. And and just going back to that, I think for a lot of men out there, they're going to be like, well, my wife, you know, it sounds all good for you, right? I think the very first thing is having a conversation with your wife and going, okay, well, what, what are we doing with our family? Are you committed to me? Are you still committed to me? Right? Just because you're married to me, it doesn't mean you're committed to me. I think there's a difference between marriage and commitment. And I think the idea that, you know, me and Kerry just take marriage one year at a time, we're, we're kind of like, we just, have, it's like a, it's like a Telstra contract. You sign up for one year We're we're married for this year and we get to choose whether or not we stay married. And I think having that thought actually allows us to, to, to really proactively think and deliberately think about how we treat each other. Whereas I think a lot of people get into marriage and they become entitled. Oh, you're married to me. So we have to do this. You're married to me. So you have to do this to me. You're married to me. So you're going to love me for who I am. And it, it's like, no, but I, I married this guy, you know, I didn't marry this current man. I married this guy that was good looking. He was smart. He was, he was proactive. He, he had a lot of potential. He had a career going, but I didn't marry this guy that most men become five years down the track later on. They grow a pot belly. They let go of themselves. They say shit's too hard. They actually didn't marry this guy and, and vice versa too. So I think for a lot of men, the first question or the first piece of advice 
uh, if I could share any, would be to actually have a have a talk with your wife to go, hey, are you still committed to me? I'm still committed to you. Or figure out whether or not you're still committed to your wife, whether or not you want to be with her, whether or not you want to make it work. And the answer is, do you want to make it work? Yes or no? There's no buts. There's no, no, there's, there's yes, but then that's not. It's simply yes. I'm I, Because generally what needs to happen, and this is the same thing in business, is you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. You have to get to the outcome and not get to the outcome if something happens or if conditions, conditions. Are, are, are right. Okay. And generally what happens is men put in work and then they stop because they didn't get a response. And it's like, if you're committed to a person, you simply just put in work. You just do it every day. It's like every day you wake up and shower, right? Why, why do you just wake up and shower? It just becomes part of your life. And I think if men start doing that, and I, before you do that, just ask yourself this question, are you committed to her and is she committed to you? And are you committed to making this work? If not, if you're not committed, then you might as well just break it up now. And you might as well go, hey, like this isn't working. We're both not committed to each other. Therefore, there's no point of coming and trying to build something good together because we just know that it's not going to work. There's going to be friction. I think once that happens, I think it's a man's responsibility and a man's duty to protect his wife. Um, she needs to feel protected. She needs to feel loved. She needs to feel respected. Because as the wife, especially as a supporting wife that doesn't have a job, us men, um, for businessmen, we get a lot of, a lot of significance out of our business because a lot of people listen to us. We we are loved. We are praised. We have employees. We are making money. We are, we're getting our highs, our needs met, met quite a lot of the time inside of business. But as our wife, you know, they, they've got children to look after. They don't get this, right? They spend all day looking after the children. They sit at home cooking food. They clean up shit. They get abused by the kids. They don't get respected or appreciated. And then when their husbands don't come home, and we don't respect them even further. Why would they want to be a stay-at-home wife? Why would they not? Why would they not want to go out and build an empire and become a boss lady, like every other woman's starting to become? Well, we know that if Corinne was a boss lady, if Kerry was a boss, we wouldn't have our family the way it is. I would not have two beautiful kids. I'd have two beautiful kids raised by other people other than Kerry and myself. So I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it, it's deciding. You know, do you still want this marriage together and recommitting and going, hey, like, are you committed to your wife and doing whatever it takes? Because I guarantee you, if you're committed to your wife and doing whatever it takes, it might not work the first week, the second week, the first month, but I guarantee you, it will work eventually. She will see so much commitment from you that she will start to re be recommitted to you because she's like, holy crap, this guy's just doing so much for me. And I can't believe he did all this. And I think quite along the way, most, most men need tips and tricks and little hand gestures like that because they're looking for a tactical, um, they're looking for a tactical reason to, to do something, but they're not, they don't really have their heart and soul into it. And women know, like women are not stupid creatures. They, they absolutely know. So you can write a hand note to your wife every day, but if your heart and soul isn't in it, she'll know it. And I think, you know, a couple of years ago, I think four or five years ago, I had a mentor, um, Garrett J. White. I did Warrior. And one of the things that I needed to do every day was to write her a handwritten note or a message. And every day I'd write a message just to tick it off, right? And she wouldn't read it because she knew that my heart wasn't in it. And even though I was ticking all the shit off, I was writing the notes, I was writing the love message, I was writing the emails, I was just writing, hey, like, and I'm really like writing this shit. She's like, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything because there's a level of, 
um, there's a level of intuition that women have that men don't have. I think men are, I think men are quite um, dumb. There's two things that men want. There's a saying, actually, and I read this somewhere and it, was, it made complete sense. Men want power and pussy and women want everything. Okay. So men, men literally, we have these two things. How do we, how do we gain more power and how do we get pussy? And that's it. Like men are that stupid that if we can, we can become more strong, more powerful and we can get pussy. The men and women, they want everything. Well, they want all their needs, but they want, they want to have kids and maybe they want, they want two kids today, but then tomorrow Carrie wants a third. And then maybe Carrie wants to settle down today, but then tomorrow she wants to move over to the Gold Coast where it's nice and sunny and she wants to move away from Melbourne and maybe today. And so when you understand that dynamic and if you can accept that, then you can take action and anticipate what's going to happen. And I think because men don't accept women and they don't accept that truth about women and women don't accept men for that truth, hey, my man wants to be powerful. Like he does want to be powerful. And and so a lot of women suppress that man from becoming powerful. Right? You get a lot of pussy with husbands because women don't want to accept that truth that men do want to be powerful. And they also want sex and they want pussy and they want to feel wanted from, from their woman. Those two Ps um, are just simply what men want. And generally, what you and I do every day is to get either one or both of those things. Hmm. So if we look at this, Alex, it's simply coming back down for men. It's simply asking yourself, are you committed? And if you're not committed, then get out. Either make a commitment to discommit, to divorce, to leave, or or go all in. And I think most, 90% of the people just stay in it until one of them gets so sick of it that they end up creating divorce, they end up cheating, they end up doing something stupid because both the parties that are involved in the relationship have no balls, have no courage because the fear, there's there's too much fear on either side. Like if I commit and I, if I put everything into it, what if it doesn't work out? Yeah? And then on the other side, it's if I leave, well, like what if I'm more lonely <laughs> than with my kids right now? There's There's too much fear. So most people don't do anything. And so they never, and, and so they just, their, their marriage sucks, their life sucks, they're unhappy, they're complaining and they can't see the other side. I think most people, if you can take ownership and commit either way, you have to do one or the other. Like, I don't, I don't also believe that all people should stay married, by the way. I think people who have values that are not aligned should not stay married because it's a, it, it's, it's a cause for chaos. And for the people that, don't know what their values are. It's it's really important that you get a you get a right. It's like, hey, I'll be producing. Um, I'll be working. What would you like? What would your dream year look like? What could I do? Could do we need you to stay at home? Do we need a nanny for you? Um, do we need a cleaner? Would you like? Where would your dream holiday be once a year? If I could get you a dream home, what would that look like? Okay, what would your dream house look like? Do you have a car? What are all the needs that your wife wants that you know you have to do as a producer in order to meet that so she respects why you're hunting and producing, right? And then on the flip side, you now have permission to produce because you've asked her, what does this perfect year look like? Well, what does she need in order for her to, to build a, a loving and a nurturing family, for her to, to, to be the rock of the family, for her to look after you? Because now that you're asking what her needs are and what she actually desires, you actually then have to have the courage to go out there and, and, and make something of yourself. And I think that's a different conversation of the day. I think that's, you know, that's, that's then becoming the warrior inside of business and going out to hunt. Business is just two things. Get more customers and keep the customers happy so that you get more customers. If you keep customers happy, you'll get more customers. There's literally two things. So, yeah. Um, yeah it's vision alignment. 
Mm. It takes time too, gentlemen. Like everything Lynn's saying, like it, but life is work, right? Like if, either way, you got to do fucking work. You got to do the work. You know what, what kind of what's the alternative? You know, and and I think what you're explaining, mate, for a lot of you men is really helping you break down current belief systems and rebuild a different set of belief systems in yourself to apply a fundamental philosophy, which is all in on life, not not, not just business, the three things. If you go all in in family, self, and service, and for me, that's that's almost like a law now, Lynn. It's like my container where I'm like, and you know how hard I'll push in, in business, but I do that with the awareness and at the forefront of making sure I have the other two sorted as well. And it's a tough thing to juggle, but it's absolutely possible but a lot of people as i've written here they don't go all in which means they're waiting but here's the truth gentlemen you don't find opportunities you create them you don't go there's the path i'll walk it you're already walking and you need to lay the fucking pavers as you're walking that's what makes it tough that's why you need like what lynn was saying you need to have that courage because a lot of men were like well i'm not taking another step until there's a brick laid down the terrain's yeah. uneven is it get the fucking brick and lay it then like it's it, it's really tough man when i see a lot of men who who really want the answers, but they but they're lying to themselves because they're not willing to do what's necessary to get the answers. And it, it takes time, you know. But it takes time to build muscle. It takes years to build businesses. It my, when my marriage broke down in 2017 with Corinne, it took me. When I look back, we thought we were good. 12 months later, man, it took like two and a half years. It wasn't until probably just before we found out she was pregnant with Roman that we we're in. Which was then there's another curveball, right? Life. Um, because we did IVF for our first tour and we were done. So we were in a great place back end of 2019, selling the gym, getting out, going all in um, with with Lynn and, and what we're doing in the online space with HPF. And and then we we got that surprise. But it wasn't, it took it took a couple of years, gentlemen. You know, and that's the thing. It will take time. A lot of you will will do work and 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 you're doing all this work but not getting a return. Depending on what you've done, it's going to take time to build, to create uncertainty in her certainty that you're just going to go back to the old version. You're just going to be, you need to make, you need to create certainty through your actions and what you're doing to then paint a history of facts that can then create uncertainty in her views that you won't change things, won't improve. And that's something where like Lynn was saying, chicken or egg, man, if no one takes the fucking step, nothing will happen. But the question I love asking some men, because you're right about marriage and divorce is, okay. When, and men should ask their wives this question too, of each other. When the children grow up and move out of home, what's keeping us together? And I bet you they couldn't fucking answer that question, man. And that's where yeah. right now, like not just because it's convenient to stay together, because then who you're really hurting is your children. Even when they're adults, they're going to have trauma looking back going, oh, my entire upbringing was a fucking sham. You guys didn't even love each other. My entire yeah. childhood was, was, was fake. It was a joke. That's why you need to do that now, alignment and clarity and create an understanding of where you are, and it's not going to be a straight, this is me, oh, perfect, we're a great fit. There is no perfect, but it's navigating the waters now, not waiting, and then, yeah, and that's our part, isn't it, bro? Looking and seeing that the ones I, who suffer the most out of all this is our children. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and and for a lot of men that are stuck, um, here's one piece of advice. If you want to take action from what we've talked about, um, you, you don't immediately get, because a lot of men will take this, they'll get super mo I know that I did. And this here's the here's the stupid dumb shit I used to do. Like I would listen to something on a podcast. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna execute it right away. I quickly send Carrie a message going, hey, hey, this is what we're gonna do next, without giving her the context and the belief behind why I'm doing it. So I think for a lot of men, if if you want to take action, I think the first step is to send this podcast to your wife and actually go, hey, like, what do you think of this? 
Let her listen to it. Let her soak into it. What do you think of this? Is this something that you think we can do? And get her involved. Because quite often, and here's the irony, men want to take action and find solutions. Women just want to be heard. And so by actually sending this podcast to her, you're actually allowing her to be heard. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is a good idea? Is this a good step? Should we sit down? You're asking her these questions. You're, you're creating inception and actually allowing her to be heard. And then from there, you can actually take action. You don't want to take it. Like we talk a lot about taking action, but with your wife, it's actually quite the opposite. It's you should take less action and actually send to listen and hear more from what she wants. So I think a great first step is send this podcast to her. Let's go, hey, got this Asian right? Got this Asian and this, this Aussie guy talking, but they, they, they're talking, you know, some sort of a sense, right? What do you think? I heard this. And, and is this true? Is this, is this what you want as a mom? Like you'd love to stay, you'd love to look after the kids, but you don't feel like I'm producing enough or you don't feel I'm appreciative enough or respective enough of you. And therefore you, you have to go to work because you're afraid that I can't produce because I'm not being the man. Yeah. A lot of women feel like they have to go to work because they're scared that their husbands can't produce. And so the women have to look after the kids. They have to make sure their kids don't, don't, don't die, don't go hungry. Mm-hmm. I think the second thing is then there's this allure to also be this boss baby. Oh, sorry, this, this boss babe, not baby. I've been saying boss baby to Atlas for so long. But this, this boss babe, right? This really cool chick that like has it all. She's entrepreneurial. She's building a business. But what you've got to understand about these boss babes is that they're so inside of their masculine that they've actually lost that fulfillment and that nurturing side, which makes mothers mothers, which is like, hey, you simply just want to be a mom. And you switch on that masculine side. Now they're hunting and now they're disconnected. They're not happy as well. I guarantee you that a lot of boss babes that are mom, moms go through this thing where they feel guilty for not spending enough time with their kid, but at the same time, they feel guilty for not working hard enough. So they get stuck in no man's land because they're not, they're not doing neither or. They know that they should be nurturing them. They know that they should be spending time with their kids, but now they can't because they, they can't be present because they're thinking about being a boss man, right? So they don't have the patience. So at home, nobody's got patience for the kids because men don't. Yeah, men just don't have as good patience and nurturing as women and mothers. And so no one's patient with the kids. There's more yelling. There's more screaming. There's, there's just more volatility and chaos in the household because the kids aren't getting the, the attention that they need from their parents. So I think if, if a great first step is to send this and, and go, hey, babe, listen to, I listened to something. I thought it was useful. Like, don't do what I, I would do, which is, hey, babe, we've got to do an alignment session tonight. Like, I, I need to know if you're committed to me. I, like, because I would have done that shit. Al. I did that. <laughs> I did that with Karen. She's like, what the, where the fuck did this come from? What is this? We ask men spring shit up too quickly. And that's, that's how, that's how we go wrong. So if we have to think strategically about this, send this podcast, get it to listen to it and go, Hey, do you think that this could work for us? Do you think like, are these two guys like on the spot where they feel like you can't be, you're not respected enough as a mother. You don't feel heard. You don't feel listened. You don't feel secure. And so I'm not doing my bit and therefore you can't do your bit. Do you think we could work on our family dynamics? Would this work? Mm-hmm. And so. By all, no, by by no means. I I'm no relationship expert, but I what I do know is I've I've done a lot, um, and I have a great relationship with Karen, and and it works. And I have great children that I I, I love, and they're great kids. Um, but you know, there's also one other thing. Like me and Carrie have this one saying: we're one argument away from divorce. And so, you know, we're when one argument away from opening the cracks, 
that will allow us. And once you open a crack, you can, that cracks open. You can't ever unforce it. It takes a long time to close that, that crack. So we choose very carefully whether or not we're going to have some space, some time away, or whether or not we're going to go head to head in an argument. Okay. And so I think that we live by these mantras where we're, we're married one year at a time and we're one argument away from divorce, which allows us to actually know the risk and, and to, to, to decide, Hey, is our ego getting in the way? Are we going to argue for our ego? Or, or are we aligned to this vision of what our family wants to aspire to be? I also know that when I argue with Kerry, I'm not productive with work. So like out of my interest, if I want to be productive with work, like I can't work if me and Kerry are not fixed. And I think a lot of men can't. Like if something's settling it, you you are not fully there. You're not fully present. But I think men can work when they have the support of their wives to give them the green light, all clear, go work, go produce honey, and then come home, be celebrated together. I think that's the dream, and, and there's just iterations of this. There's there's in, imperfect steps to get to this point. Yeah, agreed. And there's the mess. There's the mess of life and history. And as we wrap this up, gentlemen, I hope you boys have really enjoyed this, and hopefully your wives as well when they listen to this too, to understand that we we want to create stability and structure inside of the family nucleus. And it's not. I hate when we get words and terms get thrown around of a traditional man or traditional woman, like. Times are always changing, but what are the core fundamental at an energetic expression? Don't worry about words and terminology. An energetic expression, what creates the yin and the yang and what brings this together? What makes the family in your life whole? And, you know, a couple of key points as we wrap this up on what Lynn was sharing then, you may not have the track record where there is trust. So share this podcast because what you can then do is immerse her inside of a message that you align with that isn't coming from your voice. So it creates that ability where almost from a third person perspective, you're providing opportunity instead of, hey, what about this? Hey, whose fucking mouth is that car? But walls are up. So it's about really opening up that conversation and dialogue in a softer level where I'm not saying women are children, but like children just want to be heard. It's got to be a layered approach. Perfect example will be uh, bath time with the kids. I don't just say, right, get up, get out of the bar. It's like sticker shock, man. They're like, oh, well, hang on, what's going on? I'm just playing here with my little boat and, and, and my little mermaids and five-minute warning, three-minute warning. I give them about five one-minute warnings and 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 building them into understanding that there is, a, there is a next step or a process that is an opportunity. And for them, it's getting out, drawing themselves and bedtime stories. For your wife, it's seeing a different light to understand that just like us men, Women are going through their own shit and battles where they don't even have the perspective or awareness of some of the things that you might be going through, maybe because you don't share them, maybe because you need to be strong, maybe because you're not sure how to articulate it. So there could be traumas they don't know that's happening right now. And this creates that dialogue and an opener. Um, that, that that was an important thing. And probably the other thing too, Lynn, um, as a side note for the men and their wives uh, watching this on the replay, please understand, gentlemen, like we're in the year 2023 now, which means this sort of movement of started probably in the 70s, 80s, but really sort of kicked on in the 90s and early 2000s of women being, you know, attractive through working in a cubicle with, in a suit, crunching numbers, so to speak. Um, and I'm not here to take away women and want to be professional, but please understand that means we've got 30 years, right? The amount of videos I'm starting to see, Lynn, is fucking insane out there on social media of old women who have money and they're lonely as fuck. No one loves them. No one sees them. They're in their 50s and 60s, some in their early 70s now, which are the ones who obviously pushed hard in the um, 80s and 90s. 
Here are these women, and they're all saying the same fucking message. Women, enjoy motherhood. It's the greatest gift on this world. No one can ever do it except you. Being a mother is the number one. It's the most, I'm getting goosebumps, man. It's the most valuable thing you can do. And a perfect thing is looking at like my nonna just before she passed and seeing this one woman who is responsible for 90 fucking people at her party. Like that one woman is the entire reason why HPF exists. That's that's the gift, man, and it might yeah. be delayed for a mother, or it could be because of the chaos day to day with children. But that's the gift where these old women with money who are lonely now and no one loves them. I wish I didn't do that. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I'm getting replaced because now I'm in my fifties, and there's a 26 year old man who can do it quicker and better and fast. Like all of these stories I'm seeing now, yeah, it's fucking sad, man. Because then it's I, too late. 100 percent. And and I there's a couple of reasons why women don't want to be uh, mothers anymore. There's there's no self respect. Like there's no, there's no self-respect and there's no respect from their husbands and there's no respect from, from anybody. They don't get respected to be moms. The kids don't respect them, right? Kids, kids don't appreciate like that. That's what kids are. But the husband also doesn't respect them. And then they're painted a picture on social media of how they should be more successful, how they should have a side hustle, how they should be being entrepreneurial and all these other things, which is why, why would anybody want to do that job? It's the hardest job in the world. And I think the first thing as men is that we can look at this and go, hey, like we need to uh we need to increase our level of respect for for parenting, for mothering, for the mother and the child and the rock and the foundation. I think if we do that, if you genuinely do that, you I know and you know Al, spending a day, two days with our kids is the is probably one of the most exhausting things. And if I had to spend time with my kids, okay, if I had to spend time with my kids or be in the business, I would choose being in the business because that's easier. For me, and I think it's easier for most men, which is why they escape to that. But not having the respect for the mother is is a critical mistake that we all make for our wives. Mm. And so I think it starts with that. And I also think it starts with the alignment. Now, I'm not saying that all, all women should literally just stay at home and not have any careers. I'm saying that all women should be mothers first and then have their side hustle second. And it shouldn't be a side hustle where there's a lot of responsibility on to produce. There's like side hustle simply because, hey, I just wanted to do this for art. I just wanted to write. I wanted to write a book. Sure, sure thing. Like Kerry wants to do stuff as a side hustle. And, but, but it's more of an artistic thing to get, to, to get the feel of it, not a responsibility thing to produce and make the money to keep our family alive. I think that's the difference. So don't feel as though I'm saying, no, women shouldn't work. They should literally be at home. No, no. Women should be mothers as their primary thing. And they should explore all these different things. Cause remember, Women want everything. <laughs> women want everything. And it's okay because that's just how women work. Yeah, agreed, man. And equal opposite on that, gentlemen. This is where it's not a burden or or throwing stones at, at any of you either. Um, it's about really exploring what you can do in your own power through building, developing, investing in yourself, like we always talk about, to be operating at 100% so you do create opportunities financially, physically, mentally, emotionally with your family, connected with your wife. It, it's possible, man. Like it's not an impossible thing. It's something I'm living and breathing. It's a high performance father, Lynn is, and the men on the inside. And that's, I don't know, like you don't have to align with that. This is a choice. You don't have, it's, it's not a you with us or against us. It's like, hey, this is something that is real. Here are all the benefits and fulfillment and and the rewards in life as a whole. Um, It's a choice though, because when we look at yeah. the numbers, the majority of people are fucking average. They don't want to do anything. That's cool. Uh, this probably isn't for you, but I think it's just a great well, way to understand that it, it is possible, though. Yeah. Well, contextually, I think if you think about the average dad, the average dad is overweight. The average family spends, what, uh, 30 minutes a day actually 
talking or connecting to each other. There's the, I think you put out that statistic. And so just to not be average means that you actually have a conversation with your wife. You actually connect. You say, hey, like, how was your day? How was my day? Here's what I went up to. Here's what you went up to. Oh, cool. Hey, like, are you actually connecting? Can you actually sit down with your wife instead of watching TV and actually just have a conversation with them? Do you connect with your kids? Like, that's just being unaverage, right? Because the average family, the average father does not have this. The average father is not fit. So if you want to be high performing, we'll just, just start working out eating better. And those are two things. And we're not asking you to be perfect, but we're just asking you to give yourself the best shot at having a better life for yourself and your family. And how you do that is you've got to look after yourself first, and then you've got to learn how to connect and align with your wife. And then when the kids are taken care of, they're actually getting more love. They they have more patience around them. You don't have to snap, and 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 it just it's it's a winning spiral where you can actually have fun and you can joke around and you can be playful. And they they don't see you as this daunting person that's coming in to be all strict and serious because they know that they've got the patience from the mum and they've got the playfulness from the dad. And that, that dynamic actually works extremely well. Um, I think these are principles that we carry forward, you know, regardless of when Ocean turns, you know, 10, 20, 30, we're going to have, of course, different problems and obstacles. She's going to start dating boys. I'm not going to like that. I'm going to need to figure out how to deal with that. Me and Kerry are going to need to sit down and we're going to need to talk about that conversation or who she's allowed to date and how we address that. These are, we're, we're going to have, but I think if we talk ar- around the principles, which is, are, are we all aligned? Do we want to have patience? Do we want to communicate? Then all, th- all these things, regardless of the problems, are, are just great principles to adapt and, and, and adopt inside of, you know, your family life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, man, we're not saying you can buy your way out of your relationship problems with money and then fix everything. It's about looking at average and understanding that because of the standards today, it's so easy, man, to be above average. Yeah. Like Lynn just shared then. It's actually really easy. It's a, it's incredibly easy um, to just take a couple of simple steps to move forward and then start to create new pathways. Because when you start laying the pavers in the path and you've done it, that means you can then assist in being that guide to your wife because she will and may need help in certain areas or your children because you've done it and it comes from a place of uh, proven history and support. And yeah. it's genuine, like I said, not tactics and tricks because they pick up on that. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, you can't you can buy your way out if, if you're a man that has not spent on his wife or splurged on your wife because you're a tight ass. She would actually appreciate you yes. buying shit for her because you that's the thing that she's never gotten from you. However, if you keep buying her gifts, but she'll she'll expect the other thing, which is everything. Women want everything. So the she doesn't want more gifts from you because that means nothing. She actually wants more attention. She wants more of your time. Because you you so happen to be so busy working on the business that you haven't actually given her time. So if you actually just spend time with her, she'll be like, Oh my God, I haven't had this. And I know your time's so valuable because I've never had any of it, and she'll love it. So I think for if you haven't spent any money on your wife, I think, and I think there's a good portion of men that don't because you get married and you literally like become a tight ass because everything's it's hectic, right? You you have the bills paid, you got the mortgage, interest rates are going up, shit's getting tight, and so you tighten up. I think it's a great thing to spend on your wife and to show her, hey, I know we've got shit going on, but you are important, and I'm willing to invest this money in you. And I know that you wouldn't give this to yourself because women generally don't. They don't put themselves first. They put their kids first. It's actually you putting them themselves first. I think that's a really important point. But if you're like 10% of men that keep buying gifts and, you know, you need to invest the emotion. So it's it's do the opposite of what you're currently investing. Yeah, definitely. And it's seasonal, gentlemen. Like it's that's probably a good segue into the 4-Hour CEO, a phenomenal thing in the background we've run for 12 months now. And uh, 
which we're opening up to uh, to get men in business time back. We'll, we'll save that little um golden nugget. Um, yeah, that's doing it, amazing. Well, but, but you're right with it, yeah. If 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 you like this podcast and you want us to kind of dissect a little bit more, let us know. Comment down below. Let us know. Hey, this was useful. It's it's kind of good having contrast. I'm very different to Alex as well. We come from different backgrounds. Um, I can give an Asian perspective, an Asian Australian today. He'll give the, the 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 white guy perspective, which is great. Okay, but uh, it's this this fundamental principle is how do we how do we become successful? Like how do we achieve more and do more and and actually bring our families along with us? Like how do we become super successful and not get divorced? Right, not not be lonely in the end. How do we bring our family with us so that and be supported along the way so that we can be fulfilled? I think that's the journey. That's what HBF is about. That's like, you know, um, I would hate to be super successful, have a lot of money and I get divorced, like and and not see my kids and lose that connection with them because you know there's there's just so much love in the family when when it's set up right. But I think that should be our segue. I would let the guys comment down below and, and see, hey, did they get value of this? Would they like to cover more topics? Ask questions. Hey, what if I've got a crazy, crazy, absolutely crazy narcissistic wife that does this? Whatever it is, throw us throw us everything. And, and I'm more than happy to have a look and we can discuss in the background what we do with this. Absolutely. Awareness is the biggest thing, gentlemen, that'll move you through to, to finding and exploring answers. That'll come from questions, listening to this, even you sharing what you said, Lynn. Uh, obviously working pretty hard lately, which means um, helping Crin and booking in a massage, getting a massage booked in for her so she didn't have to think at four it's o'clock. Mother's, so it's Mother's Day. It's bang. Mother's Day soon, Stuff boys. Stuff like that. You just, Mother's yeah, Day. It's, um, yeah. It, it really does work when they want certain things that have been lacking and you give them that that time or, or what they need, 100%. So hope you boys enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it. Any final thoughts? or Final thoughts is, is, gentlemen, I can tell you this. Having a family that's, and now that I've experienced, having a family where your kids love you, your wife adores you, and she respects you, and you respect her is the most fulfilling thing. And it's the only thing that matters. Because at the end of the day, you and I will pass away from this earth. We won't be remembered. Nobody will remember my name or your name. And I think along the way, it's what makes the journey fulfilling. And every day, all you have is your wife and your children. That's all you have. They're, they're, they're literally like your team, your crew. And if you're not making the best, I think there's a lot that you're missing out on that you don't even know. And it's right there for, for, for you to uncover. And I think, but, you know, part of, it's kind of like, I just wish, me and Kerry just wish that, hey, we wish that families just had this. We wish that families argue less. We wish that families respect each other more. We wish that families can work together as a unit, as a team, a man's role, a woman's role. Um, and I just wish, you know, more people had great, greater raised kids because they're, they're, the mother's there and the father's there. That's my final thought. Yeah. Love it, man. I hope you always enjoy this. Like we said, share this, share this with your wife or even comment and tag some of your friends, some of your mates who you might think need to hear this and open up this, this conversation, create a dialogue with yourself inside of yourself, getting some thinking time with your wife, suggestion, immersing her. And also any questions, anything else you want us to cover, uh, make sure you post and comment below and we'll roll it on the next episode. Beautiful. Bye-bye, everybody. Unreal. Cheers, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode. And just as we wind this down, I want you to just reflect and think back through some of the golden nuggets, some of the revelations, some of the sore points, some of the things that might have hit home with you. And then just look at ways that you can apply a different set of actions to change your position, change your circumstances, change your feelings, and change the facts. These episodes are done with your best interest at heart and there's always something we can get from that. Maybe it's not the first time, maybe it's the second time. We've had members listen to episodes four or five times and then it finally clicks. 
But either way, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. And also, if this is something that you really want to solidify inside of your life, repetition is the key. You've listened to it. Write down your revelations. Think about them. Read them. Speak them. Believe in the changes that you will carve out in the action plan of those revelations to create change in your life and then share that. And when you teach, you learn the second time, right? So teaching and showing this to others you love and care about is the greatest way that you can remember and make sure you consistently learn and relearn what is it's true and what is it is important to you in your heart. Take care. Have an amazing day, night, weekday, weekend, and I'll see you for another one soon. Cheers.